Bismillah, Rabbi Shrahli Sadri, wa Yassirli Amri. Day 24 of the 99 names of Allah Ramadan series. So, why are we doing this? Because Allah states in the Quran, And to Allah belong the best names, so invoke Him by them. Surah Al Araf, verse 180. And then there's that hadith where the Prophet said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So today we're going to learn about five names of Allah. Al-Wali, Al-Muta'alli, Al-Bar, Al-Burh, Al-Bar, Al-Tawab, and Al-Muntaqim. So let's look at Al-Wali first. So Al-Wali is the ruler, the governor, the holder of supreme authority. He's the one who owns and governs and rules and manages every single thing. Al-Wali comes from the root Wa'ulamya. And it can mean to be a friend, to be a helper, to guard, to be in charge, to be the master, to be the owner. So we actually already learned about another name of Allah that has the same root, and that is Al-Wali. And this is this that name, Al-Wali, is, is named, known as the patron, the Ali, the friend. And so with this name, Al-Wali, we have this extra Alif, A. And so that's how it, this name is, the ruler, the governor, Al-Wali. <coughs> So we have this verse, لَهُ مُعَقِبَاتٌ مِنْ بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِ يَحْفَظُونَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِأَنْفُسِهِمْ وَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ سُوءٍ فَلَا مَرَدَّ لَهُ وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهِ مِنْ وَالٍ so for each one are successive angels before and behind him who protect him by the decree of Allah. Indeed, Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change what is in themselves. And when Allah intends for a people ill, there is no repelling it. And there is not for them besides him any patron. So this is Surah Al-Ra'ad verse 11. So here Allah is just reminding us that before we can, before our society can change, before we can do better for the earth, um, in terms of in the environment and that sort of thing, we need to change what's within ourselves. So, for example, our earth, you know, global warming and that sort of thing, as ourselves as individuals, what are we doing to help protect our planet? Are we um, buying sustainably? Are we recycling? Um, those sort of things. We, before we can expect the whole world to change, we need to change what's in ourselves first because one person can make a difference. Even though some people say, oh, I'm just one person, what, what impact am I going to make? But actually, one person will add up to one person, one person, and so on. <clears throat> so let's see what Imam al-Ghazali says about this name, Al-Wali. Al-Wali, the ruler, is the one who plans the affairs of creation and rules them. That is, takes charge of them and so is fully charged with governing them. So, there is no ruler over things except God, may he be praised and exalted. For he is, first of all, their sole planner. Secondly, the one who implements the plan by realizing it. And thirdly, the one who protects them by perpetuating and preserving them. So here, Allah is al-wali, he is the ruler. So he is the one who's decreed that we're born, when and where, to who, which family, if we're, which religion we're born to, what ethnicity, that sort of thing. So he's the planner. And then he implements this plan by bringing us to life, having our parents, those sort of things. So let's look at the second name. Al-Muta'alli, the exalted, the most high. He is the supremely exalted. The one who far above all the creation, who is far above all the creation. 
Then Mutaalli comes from the root Ain Lamwa, and it can mean to be high, to ascend, to overcome, to advance, to be eminent. So again, this root is also used to form another name of Allah, which we already learned about, which is Al Ali, which means the highest. So it's similar to the name we're learning about today, but Al Mutaalli, it's it's more intensified, so it's saying that Allah's exaltedness, the, how high he is, is more intensified than Al-Ali. And so his highness exceeds everything and anything. So we have this verse, Alimul Ghaybi wa Shahada, Al-Kabir Al-Muta'ali. He is knower of the unseen and the witnessed, the grand, the exalted. Surah Al-Ra'ad, verse 9. So again, this the same root that has formed Al-Muta'ali, the name of Allah, also is used to form another word, or phrase, which is known as Tawheed al-Uliya, the oneness of worship. That's the translation of Tawheed al-Uliya. And Tawheed al-Uliya, the oneness of worship, means to dedicate all your worship to Allah and to Allah alone, and to not associate anything, anything or anyone with Allah. So you deny any association or intercession of partners with Allah. So you dedicate your prayers, your du'as, you're fasting all to Allah and to Allah alone. You're not doing it for your family, for your parents, for friends to show off. You are doing this, Tawheed al-Aliya, the oneness of worship for Allah alone. La ilaha illahu. There is no one except Him. So then we have this other verse. So this is just reminding us again, worship Allah and associate nothing with him. And to parents, do good. And to relatives, orphans, the needy, the near neighbor, the neighbor farther away, the companion at your side, the traveler, and those whom your right hands possess. Indeed, Allah does not like those who are self-deluding and boastful. Surah An-Nisa, verse 36. So again, this verse is just reminding us to worship Allah and to not associate um, the evil eye or that hand for protection with him or to associate Jesus as his son or that sort of thing. It is only Allah that we need to worship and to believe in his messenger and the Quran and the Bible and the Torah and everything that he's brought down. And to do good to our parents, relatives, the orphans, the needy, neighbors, it's quite important, companion, travelers, just anyone. And Allah does not like those who are boastful or arrogant. And there's this hadith where the Prophet said, when you ask of Allah, ask him for al-Furdaus, for it is in the middle of paradise and is the highest part of paradise. And above it is the throne of the most merciful. And from it spring forth the rivers of paradise. So again, this name of Allah that we were just learning about, Al-Muta'alli, the exalted, the most high. And so here this hadith is telling, is reminding us where Rasul he's telling us when we want, when we're praying for Jannah, when we're praying to be entered into Jannah, ask for Al-Firdaus because it is in the middle of paradise and it's the highest. And who wouldn't want to be in the highest part of paradise with Al-Muta'alli, the most high, the exalted? Because that his throne is above it. And from it, there's rivers. Inshallah, we are given Al-Furdaus Al-A'la, I pray. So let's see what Imam Al-Ghazali says about this name. So again, Al-Muta'alli, the exalted, means the same as Al-Ali, the high. Although its form is intensified, and that meaning has already been treated. So now on to our third name of today, Al-Bar. 
Elbar, the doer of good, the source of good, the kind benefactor. He is the one who bestows his kindness among his creation. So Elbar comes from the root Ba-ra-ra, and it can mean to be devoted, to be gentle, to be just, to be honest, to consider someone's circumstances, to bestow beautiful, plentiful gifts, and to do good. So we have this verse in the Quran. أَتَأْمُرُونَ النَّاسَ بِالْبِرِّ وَتَنْسَوْنَ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ تَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Do you order righteousness of the people and forget yourselves while you recite the scriptures? Then will you not reason? Surah Al-Baqarah verse 44. And so here Allah is literally like saying like you're preaching good, you're telling people to recycle, to pray five times a day on time, to fast the 30 days, to fast the sunnahs, Mondays and Thursdays, and yet you're not doing any of that. You're just, you're just preaching, but you're not actively doing what you're preaching. And so this is just a reminder that before we preach, we need to practice what we preach. I think that's a phrase. <laughs> And then we have another surah, uh, another verse in the Quran. لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهُكُمْ قِبْلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْكِتَابِ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ وَآتَ الْمَالَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ ذُو الْقُرْبَ وَالْيَتَامَ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَابْنَ السَّبِيلِ وَالسَّائِلِينَ وَفِي الرِّقَابِ وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَاةَ وَآتَ الزَّكَاةَ وَالْمُوَفُّونَ بِعَهْدِهِمْ إِذَا عَاهَدُوا والصابرين في البأساء والضراء وحين البأس أولئك الذين صدقوا وأولئك هم المتقون. So righteousness is not that you turn your faces towards the east or the west, but true righteousness is in one who believes in Allah, the last day, the angels, the book, and the prophets, and gives wealth in spite of love for it. We all love our money. We all want to have. We want to be rich, we want to be able to spend without worrying about our next paycheck. But here Allah is literally mentioning and gives wealth in spite of love for it to relatives, to orphans, to the needy, to the traveler, to those who ask for help and for freeing slaves, and who establishes prayer and gives zakat to those who fulfill those who fulfill their promise when they promise, and those who are patient in poverty and hardship and during battle. Those are the ones who have been true, and it is those who are the righteous. So again, this verse is just a reminder that we need to, to be able to practice righteousness, to be able to practice good. We need to believe in Allah, the last day, the angels, the prophets, the book. And as well and as believing in all that, we need to give our wealth. Even though we love our wealth, we need to give it to our relatives, to our orphans, to the needy, to whoever asks for help. And as well as giving money, we need to establish our prayers and give zakat, two pillars of Islam. We need to give zakat and establish our prayers. And as well, when, we're, when we promise something to someone, when we say, okay, yeah, I promise I'll do that for you, we need to fulfill that promise. And as well, what else can, should we do to practice righteousness? Be patient in poverty, hardship, enduring battle. So it's really hard to practice patience when we're going through a difficulty or a trial or a tribulation, but that is how we practice goodness. That is how we can become righteous, inshallah. This was Surah Baqarah, verse 177. So then we have another verse. Indeed, we used to supplicate him before. Indeed, it is he who is the beneficent, the merciful. Surah Al-Tur, verse 28. 
So again, this is just reminding us that Allah is not only the doer of good, the most kind, the righteous, He is also Ar-Rahim, the merciful, which is a name we already learned about. Then we also have this hadith where a man had came to the Messenger of Allah asking him about righteousness and sin. So the Prophet replied to him and he said, Righteousness, al-bir, is good behavior, and sin, al-ithm, is what fluctuates in your chest, and you would hate that people discovered it about you. So, to, again, to practice righteousness, it's to be good in our behaviors, to give zakat, to pray, to believe. So let's see what Imam al-Ghazali says about this thing. Al-bar, the, the doer of good, is the beneficent one, muhsin. The absolute doer of good is the one from whom every good deed and beneficence comes. Man can be a doer of good only in the measure that he keeps himself occupied with doing good, especially towards his parents, teachers, and elders. And then there's this story. It is told of Moses, peace be upon him, that while his Lord was speaking to him, he saw a man standing by the leg of the throne, and he marveled at the, his exalted position. So he said, O oh Lord, how has this man attained this place? And the Lord said, He was not envious of any of my servants for what I gave to them, and he was good to his parents. This is what it is to be a doer of good among men. So again, envy is quite a hard emotion to deal with because we see people with better things than us, better in quotes, because who's to say that that's better for them or for us? And we get envious, we get jealous, and sometimes it's like, why can't I have that? Why can't I get that? But in that, when we're when we think like that, we're sort of questioning our fate, our decree. We're sort of questioning Allah, like we're we don't believe that He has what's good for us. He that He hasn't decreed good for us, and so we just need to remember that Allah is the bestower of good, and just keep praying that He will bestow you with good and righteousness, and inshallah, if not in this life, in Jannah. So now onto our fourth name, At-Tawwab, the ever-relenting, the ever-acceptor of repentance, the oft-forgiving. He forgives and forgives and forgives even after we do wrong or commit sin. So At-Tawwab comes from the root Tawawba, and it can mean to return to goodness, to repent, to be rewarded for deeds, to be called. So we have this verse, then exalt him with praise of your Lord and ask forgiveness of him. Indeed, he's ever accepting of repentance. Surah Al-Nasr, verse 3. How beautiful is this verse? It's literally saying that ask forgiveness from your Lord. He is ever accepting of repentance. He will always accept your repentance. Just ask for it. Just simply ask for forgiveness. You feel that guilty that you've committed a sin? Just forget, ask for forgiveness. And inshallah, indeed, he is ever accepting of repentance. He will accept. Then we have another verse. Ya yuhaladina amanush danibu kathira minadhani inna ba'da dhani if wala tajasasu wala yathab ba'dukum ba'dan. Ayuhibu ahadukuma an yakulu lahma achi, mayat achihi mayatan, fakirithumu, wabtukullah inna allaha tawabun rahim. Oh, you have believed. Avoid much negative assumption. Indeed, some assumption is sin. And do not spy or backbite each other. Would one of you like to eat the flesh of his brother when dead? You would detest it and fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is accepting of repentance and merciful. Surah Hujirat, verse 12. So again, how beautiful is the Quran? How beautiful is Allah's words that he's literally written, he's really literally brought down this verse to remind us 
to not backbite, to not spy, to not spread rumors or assume negative things about people. Because that is literally like eating the flesh of your brother when he's dead. You'd hate that. And so we need to fear Allah. Allah is ever watching. And Allah is accepting of repentance and merciful. So if you do find yourself backbiting or spying or gossiping or assuming negatively, you can repent, ask for forgiveness, and Allah is accepting of repentance. In Allah, tawabun rahim. Allah is accepting of repentance and merciful. So again, not only is Allah accepting of repentance, He's also merciful. Then we have another verse. Our Lord, and make us Muslim in submission to you, and from our descendants a Muslim nation, in submission to you, and show us our rights and accept our repentance. Indeed, you are the accepting of repentance, the merciful. Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 128. And again here, we have both names, At-Tawwab and Rahim, coming together. So it's not, it's literally, Allah is literally reminding us that not only will He accept our repentance when we repent to Him, He's also merciful. And how beautiful is it when someone forgives you, they show you mercy. And how, and this is going, the, the um, forgiveness and repentance is coming from Allah, the most merciful, the most forgiving. How amazing is that? And this is also a beautiful du'a to recite Just to always recite this that inshallah we continue to be Muslims and also not just us, our descendants, our children, our grandchildren inshallah they will continue to be Muslims and spread the word. Now we have another verse. And it is he who accepts repentance from his servants and pardons misdeeds. And he knows what you do. So this is just a reminder that even though Allah knows literally what we're going to do, he, he's accepting of the repentance and he pardons misdeeds. Like, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Surah Al-Shura, verse 25. So let's see what Imam Al-Ghazali says about this name. At-Tawab, the ever-relenting, makes reference to facilitating the causes of repentance in his servant's time. And again, by making manifest to them some of his signs conveying his counsel to them and disclosing his deterrence and warning to them, to the point where, once informed by his instruction of the dangers of their sins, they will begin to experience the fear occasioned by his deterrence and have recourse to repentance, so that the favor of God the Most High will return to him on his accepting their, return, their turning to him. And so now the last name for today, Al-Muntaqim, the Avenger, the Retail, retaliator, the disapprover, the inflictor of retribution. He is the one who successfully and victoriously prevails over his enemies and punishes them for their wrongdoings and sins. Al-Muntaqin comes from the root Nuntaqafni, and it can mean to dislike, to disapprove, to find fault, to punish, to inflict retribution, and to avenge. So we have this verse, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ ذُكِّرَ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ ثُمَّ أَعْرَضَ عَنْهَا إِنَّ مِنَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُنْتَقِيمُونَ And who is more unjust than one who is reminded of the verses of his Lord? Then he turns away from them. Indeed, we from the criminals will take retribution. Surah Sajda, verse 22. So again here, Allah is reminding us that there's going to be people who are reminded of verses from, of Allah, from the Qur'an, and yet they choose to turn away, they choose to just turn a blind eye. Allah 
Allah will be will take retribution. That's literally just a warning. Like, don't turn away from the signs of Allah. Don't turn a blind eye to the verses because Allah will take retribution for it. Then we have another verse. The day we will strike with the greatest assault. Indeed, we will take retribution. Surah Al-Dukhan, verse 16. So again, this is reminding us that on the day of judgment, everyone's going to be held to account. The just uh, justice will be served and those who have done wrong in this world will be given the retribution. They will be avenged. Very strong verse. Um, let's see what Imam Al-Ghazali says about this name. Al-Muntaqim, the avenger, is the one who breaks the back of the uncooperative, punishes criminals, and intensifies the punishment of the oppressor, but only after excusing and warning them, and after giving them the opportunity and the time to change. So again, this is just showing how merciful Allah is. Like People are going to do wrong, they're going to commit sins, but yet Allah keeps giving them chances to repent, to ask for forgiveness, to just be guided onto the right path. And so here it's saying that Allah will punish the criminals, will punish the, punish the oppressors. He will avenge people's deaths, uh, avenge those who are oppressed, but only after excusing and warning them and after giving them the opportunity and the time to change. So Allah is literally giving people time to change to rethink their what they're doing, to just ask for forgiveness. But if they don't, then he will avenge. He will be the avenger. So that, those are the five names that we've learned about today. So inshallah, Allah accepts this following dua from us. Bismillah. Ya Allah, you are al-wali, the ruler. You are al-muta'alli, the exalted. So help us to always prioritize deeds that are most pleasing to you. Ya Allah, you are al-barr, the source of all good. Shower us with the beauty and characteristics of the abrar, the, those that are righteous and good ones. Ya Allah, you are al-muntaqim and you are tawab. If we do wrong, Ya Allah, please accept our forgiveness when we come to repent to you. Please always have your doors of mercy, of repentance always open, Ya Allah. Accept our Accept our repentance, Ya Allah. We will do wrong, but you are always always forgiving, Ya Allah. Please help us to not repeat sins that you have already forgiven us for and just always continue to guide us onto the right path, Ya Rabbi Ya Allah, inshaAllah. And please protect us from those who oppress and from the criminals who might try and misguide us, Ya Allah. Naka anta tawwab rahim Subhanakallahu bihamdika, shadun la ilaha illallah, shadun Muhammadun Rasulullah. Ameen. Um, and just a quick reminder that we are in the last 10 days of Ramadan. So Laylatul Qadr may be in one of these nights. I think for me, it's today, or for the UK, or maybe not all the UK, it is an odd night tonight. So just make the most of it by praying extra, praying tahajjud, qiyam al-layl if you can. Increase your du'as, prayers, dhikr, donate to charity, read more Qur'an, and constantly say this du'a. Allahumma inna fa'afoon tuhibbu al-afu fa'afwani. Oh Allah, you are forgiving and you love forgiveness, so forgive me. So yes, just keep reciting that dua whenever you can. If you're cooking, cleaning, um, studying, Allahumma inna ka'afoon tuhibbu al-afu fa'afwani. Oh Allah, you are forgiving, you love forgiveness, so forgive me. And inshallah, Allah will forgive you. And I ask that he accepts all your fast and all the duas that you have. 
written down in your little list or on in your mind, <laughs> inshallah. Mm, inshallah, I'll speak to you all tomorrow where we'll learn a few more names of Allah. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.